find it interesting that you don't necessarily okay that those people we were footing back then have probably left the ship um but it's kind of interesting that they completely just wiped everything was on there and they they just started again right yeah m most of the shit was obsolete right that's what we said back yeah. then um so so that kind of made made sense right they had the whole rebrand going as such um this is much sleeker and smoother -der -der -der. um but yeah we are always crying over um spilled milk but we're never celebrating where we get five new cows Ladies and gentlemen, comrades, welcome to episode four, I think, of the Wonfi Show. It is, in my mind, up only season. And that's a pretty stark contrast to the title of this video, which is, uh, well, as you can see, um, that the beatings will continue until morale improves. And we'll get to that later in the episode as well. So in what regard are we looking at an up only season? Well, um, for instance, uh, we have Bitcoin, right? That's the thing happening coming up. People are excited. ETF is literally printing money, apparently. Um, we're not necessarily going to dive into that, but it's a, it's a part of, uh, of what is going on in, uh, in crypto as a whole. Um, then we have Quant picking up steam when it comes to um, their presence, when it comes to activities. There's a hackathon going on. Gonna look at that briefly and uh, share our thoughts on um, how they are handling that. Then, of course, we have uh, a lot of activity on LinkedIn. Bunch of articles they are writing, and um, to us, everything looks good except for price. We are in purgatory, as you guys all know. Um, how do we feel? How do we think? And um, what are our expectations? And in between all of this, we will look at our portfolios. Apologies. Because, yeah, Tim and I still have our portfolios, our, our guesses, right, for this uh, H1, H2. And uh, we're going to see how we fared in the last two weeks. Tim's earbuds are broken. He's pissed <laughs> as fuck. And uh, he's going to share with us, most likely why tim you have the stage i have the stage yeah uh we're back it doesn't really feel like any time has passed honestly if you look at your portfolio especially as a q and t holder and in case you wouldn't be informed about what's happening in your surroundings you wouldn't even have noticed that time has passed but certainly we are two weeks further in time um yeah, and everything is just business as usual, I guess. There is not that much. Oh, I mean, we have a lot of good news reports, so that's that's going to be interesting this episode. So outside of that, it's uh, well, just just another week, I guess. My AirPods just broke down. Uh, actually, they did the 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 the, the buds themselves. They, they they didn't break. It's just a rubber cap that's on it. And for some reason it, it detached and then i was looking at the tutorial on youtube and how to fix it again and it, it was different than the situation i had in my hands um this technology they are designed to decompose and break down within a year or so actually i have them for more than two years which is kind of surprising um just frustrating and annoying so yeah that's a bit about me also my uh, entire search and hunt for a house is completely stalled they don't build any houses in this country. Um, there is a very limited supply. So it's going beautiful and well. How are you, Jorna? It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, I love you. Yeah, no, I'm okay, man. Um, doing well. Still going to the gym now four times a week. And it's going well. My neck is getting better. My shoulder has been fucked for like the last seven, eight years. Um, so yeah, fixing that. Have a nice little cup of chamomile honey tea um i ate you're not gonna believe this 15 eggs today i wanted to eat only five but then when i got fresh eggs from the farmer 
my son Damien, he is two, uh, decided that his daddy didn't put the eggs far enough on the counter. So this was obviously on me because he's two. And okay. he pulled off two boxes. And two boxes shattered. Well, the first box shattered. I heard it. I walked up to him like, dude, what are you doing? And then he had the other one. He was like, and then the second box fell as well. Um, so there were two eggs that didn't break. There were eight eggs that were broken. Smoke ate all of those. That's my dog. Because fuck that. I'm not going to be on my knees mopping the kitchen. I have a dog. Hmm. And the rest I ate as punishment for my negligence. So, so uh, yeah, there's that. Um, but no, besides that, everything's good. I'm fucking bullish. I love this project. I love uh, crypto. <laughs> I love life. <laughs> I'm over-exaggerating. No, I'm not. But yeah, oh, as well. Um, I think um, I think we are still in the in the Amazon phase where everything in the company appears to be going up. Oh, that's right. There was also this image of the team being 51 people and how diversified they are. Can you remember, Tim? Uh, I saw it passing by on Telegram. Yeah. Yeah, I need to bring that up as well. Um, so all in all, everything is, is, is looking pretty good, right? So for this year, everything is looking pretty good. Markets, in my opinion, look pretty good. Uh, I don't care about stocks. Not yet. Later when I grow up. Um, later when I grow up. But yeah, so for now, um, let's uh, let's just have a have a quick look at um, what is going on on Twitter or or X, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> X. <laughs> I I crossed my arms in front of my face like I was Wonder Woman, and then made it. So I'm, I, I I love that that sound that they always put the music behind when she then uh, crosses her bangles, right? Did you hear the jingle for Wonder Woman? I'll, right. I'll, I'll, look, at, I'll look it up in a bit. Okay. <laughs> that Amazon sound, whatever. Um, <laughs> no clue what you're talking about, but yeah, fair enough. Hey, uh, I see... Um, a confusing show. Um, so, yeah, Tim is now in a hurry. He's been filling with his earbuds for an hour. I just don't really care about movies that much, so... Don't know what you're talking about. Fair uh, we have a case so, study here. Um, or, or yeah, is it about Rosalind? We're gonna, yeah, right. Or did we already discuss this in the English show? Because, um, or do you want to go somewhere else? Because I'm currently looking at the Rosalind thingy, and I think last week was this last week they posted on their website and they posted a video and a case study on what they did. With Rosalind, and now apparently Andrew uh, woke up and uh, put this on X uh, or Twitter, whatever you call it. And uh, I think we only discussed this in Dutch, right? So we might as well address it here. Did we? I'm not sure. We did put it up in Dutch. Oh, now you're Googling Wonder Woman. I really don't care about. No, but you were talking, so I was like, okay, maybe you can uh... know where we're going. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so they put that on. But I think we should address this. Yeah, this was last week. Literally, is literally a week ago. Yeah, we had it on the Dutch show. Um, and what they did is that they gave us a bit of an overview or uh, an insight into what they have been doing for Project Rosalind. Um, shall we read the text that's on the website? Yeah. Okay, can you do that? <laughs> yes, I can. Plants work at the Digital Pound by Andrew Carrier. Directed by the BIS Innovation Hub London Centre, Project Rosalind was an experiment that explored the development of a retail central bank digital currency. It tested how application programming interfaces, APIs, could facilitate retail payments in CBDCs and support in the exploration of innovative CBDC use cases. Um, in June 2023, we announced our role as part of the vendor team for Project Rosalind. The project looked at the public-private sector collaboration model in which the public sector would provide the core infrastructure and the private sector would produce consumer-facing applications. It revealed the key role APIs in 
enabling CBDC systems to deliver a range of benefits in terms of payments, functionality, and security. Today, we're pleased to share further details of our work on this industry-leading digital currency project. Um, and then there's a quote here from Andrew Carrier. We proved that APIs could play a key role in enabling CBDC systems to deliver a range of benefits in terms of payment functionality and security. Pinky up, slurp and tea. Um, so, um, this is this is four minutes. Did we watch the video last week? Yeah, this is the video that we're also gonna gonna see on their YouTube. So we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. Um, but Rosalind had four main objectives: functionality, interoperability, adoption, and ecosystem. And um, you can download a copy of the study uh, below. I am not going to pretend that I have the brains to explain the image that we see on the screen right now, right? So on the left-hand side, we, we, we see the central bank ledger layer. Then we see a column with the ledger API layer. Then we see the core API layer and then the service provider layer. And it, it, it's in, in that regard, pretty basic, but quant over ledger is the entire second column. And it is in between uh, the central bank ledger and the Rosalind sandbox. Um, and at the far end, we have the part where um, the Amazons and all the other uh, retail-facing entities do their thing. Um, so they plug in their terminal, contract, shopping, identification into the sandbox of Project Rosalind yeah, with organization messaging, etc. Um, that then leads back to the ledger API layer, which is over ledger. And um, they connect the DLTs to the central bank ledger layer, which contains the smart contracts. Um, so that's schematically, obviously. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how that works. Um, what is cool is that they now have uh, uh, below, but it, it's supposed to be here. Oh, right. And then you need to enter your email and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do that right now. So um, this is cool. Um, they made a nice little summary thing out of it. Uh, you can find it here. Does that work? Mm. No, you still need to sign up. That's yeah. very, very, very clever of them. That they uh, they drive you into a funnel. Um, other messages on no, uh, that was all on X. And yes, they are actually. I feel, um, quote unquote, moving away from X for most of their communications. Um, they are. Yeah, and Gilbert already was no longer sharing his um likes his shares etc and um andrew moved away altogether <laughs> he went to whatever it's called now but linkedin linkedin is more or less the place to be right now and what we found which is really interesting and i'm going to show you that right now is that on their product page i had not seen this before and neither did tim if i got that correctly um you can actually see their last uh, or, or the total suite of their product products, right? So they have overledger, oh, overledger authorize, central bank grade key management and transaction signing for the blockchain age, overledger bridge flow, overledger bridges make secure interoperability standard. With our bridge engine, you can quickly and safely connect through chains using a user-friendly interface. And overledger platform, obviously, the standard, the enterprise standard for building on blockchain, built specifically for businesses seeking a simple, trusted, and future-proof way to connect to the blockchain world. With Overledger, you can issue, develop, manage, connect, and settle your digital assets fast and with little coding required. And now we have Overledger Token Flow, 
through our patent pending technology and experience working with prominent institutions, we created a low code yet sophisticated tokenization engine so that you can tokenize real world assets and issue digital assets fit for any blockchain. Patent pending, patent granted in Japan and the United States now. And go check Council on Telegram mm. um, and Council probably as well. DH, he knows more. And apparently, allegedly, hypothetically, currently, the EU is about to grant a patent as well. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, obviously. Uh, but it's looking good. Um, and then we have Quant Smart Audit, which is Quant Smart Audit helps banks, payment companies, asset managers, and other enterprise and any other enterprise to check the quality of their smart contracts before deploying on either private or public chains. Um, I love this. I, I, I love that this is so nice, neatly organized, um, especially for people like us. At least people like I, I speak for myself. I'm I mean, chaotic. I, can, nice. I cannot hold administration. What? Yeah, it's kind of nice that they provide this overview of their products, and you can in Dutch reads as far as and which is mean to add as a skill. Um, so that means that you actually have a button to add these products to your skill sets that you already have on LinkedIn. Um, which kind of it's a really neat marketing tool, if you ask me. Because it gives you the ability to show the rest of the world that you can use Overledger or that you can use Overledger Authorize or whatever uh, Quant comes up with. You, you can add it to your stack of skills that you have on LinkedIn, which is marketing for Quant uh, and also just very practical for the rest of the world. And for Quant themselves, if they want to filter out people within yep. their network or outside their network with that specific skill, I can just yep. filter for that. Which is pretty damn clever. Yeah, it's uh, really nice. Yeah, and oh, so yeah, right. You can also click on shit. And uh, in this case, I clicked on Overledger Authorize. And then you get a page uh, with what is, and then there's media attached, um, which is uh, really convenient, if you ask me. Um, and yep, then if we is. go to home, then we can see, um, let's see, what Quant added last. I thought I pulled this up. Right. Um, so obviously we have the one day old uh, video that, that they put up. I, mm. I just followed them. Why do I need to keep following them? It's, it's crazy. Anyway, um, there was more... I messed this up. That's why I need this nice little product page because me holding an administration. Hmm? Nope. Because I am looking now for the the thing with how many people they work, etc. Hmm. Quant comments on Bank of England and Her Majesty's Treasury digital pound consultation. That was six days ago. Then we have well, a week ago, Project Rosalind. Seems to be a pretty big thing, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, they keep talking about it. Gilbert talking about programmable payments. They made a post about that as well. Um, so they're... Uh, they're, they're they're pretty pretty active there, right? One day, one day, uh, two weeks. Two weeks ago, they secured the patent. Did did we actually get that on the English show? Can't remember. Um, uh, the patent. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm okay. sure that's been two more than two weeks ago. Yeah, we we talked about this. Um. Yeah, but it's just a nice overview. Actually, I really like that they're putting more work into their LinkedIn. And yeah. now actually also turning it into an actual page because I remember that in the past we've had these... Yeah, we, we've had the Quant LinkedIn page, but it was just uh, mm -hmm. an empty shell. Mm -hmm. Not much info on it. And, well, it's getting better. So, um, 
happy with that. There was something else. Yeah, we we have this um we have this infographic. Where where is this yeah. from? Do you know where they got this from? Where I found this in Council. Yeah, I should have checked the source, but it's posted by Quant Papa. Yeah. Um, and it reads Quant logo top left, then um top our commitment to diversity. 51 employees. A, mar a market leading almost 50% of our workforce are women. And then the representation within our team. At Quant, we have over 15 different nationalities working together with colleagues based across the world in nine countries. We're launching a community partnership in 2024 to encourage more women to find a career in STEM. And what is STEM? STEM? The exact sciences, maths, science, technology. Okay. Eco economy, I think. And maths. Okay. Okay. Not that economy is necessarily an exact science, but you know what I mean. Like the. <laughs> Look at the quote chart. You cannot, yeah. You, you, you cannot get more exact than $100. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then, right, as we promised, we're going to their YouTube. And I know there were a lot of people very, very upset. It's got upset tears and ah, oh, because YouTube was, was gone and it took it down and there were no more videos. In the meantime, they have 21 videos. We're pioneers in distributed ledger technology and champions of interoperability. We provide financial institutions and enterprises with the right foundation to build the blockchain economy. They even upgraded their description, which is cool. Um, they're here since 2018, so it's still the OG YouTube channel. Um, they even have links for their website and such that's also yep. new. And there then the, you know, no, yeah, I mean, we, we, we got the fuss when they completely wiped their, their YouTube channel. And um, <laughs> I find it interesting that you don't necessarily... Okay, those people we were footing back then have probably left the ship. Um, but it's kind of interesting that they completely just wiped everything that was on there and they, they just started again. Right? Yeah, m most of the shit was obsolete, right? That's what we said back yeah. then. Um, so, so that kind of made made sense, right? They had the whole rebrand going as such. Um, this is much sleeker and smoother, der, der, der. Um, but yeah, we are always crying over um, spilled milk, but we're never celebrating where we get five new cows, um, which is uh, astonishing. No, we don't. Yeah. So, um, in the last. Two weeks, we had four new videos, one every two weeks, give or take. Um, so two for today, one is the hackathon, we'll watch that in a bit. Um, and we got the Project Rosalind video, where they're interviewing the team, and you see Claire Facer and Martin doing all these wonderful things. I'm mixing up my accents. <laughs> um, we have the video of Zapier and uh, and Make. Uh, these are from two weeks ago. I think uh, we, we showed you this. Uh, where Luke uh, appeared to be at 0.75 speed. Um, and then obviously all the other videos uh, with the commercial banks, etc. and the Gilbert, Gilbert speaking. Um, it astounds me how little views all these videos get. So that's really interesting to me. Yeah, the sentiment is really low. But even... Um, uh, even in, in more bullish times, we the actual content that Quant has been putting out uh, didn't necessarily reach very high engagement numbers. Um, because I remember that we, uh, I mean, back in 2021 and, and earlier, you had these things. Um, Right, so official company communications, but but then like most people are, are not even really aware of the fundamentals. 
I think. Um, so even when the price and the price action and the general sentiment was way more bullish, people weren't actually paying attention to what the company actually said. It's more that people just hear about it via influencers, people talking about it. They rarely study um, like the, the first, like the original content, like the first source of this. And sure, uh, sentiment is even lower now, um, but it doesn't really change that dynamic in my my opinion. And even myself, I don't really watch those videos uh, of Quant, even though I talk about it. Um, I'm not sure what you think about that, but for me- No one notices him. Nobody really oh, notices sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's hold that thought. Let's let's dive into that after the, the portfolio shit. Because sure. Um, yeah. Now comes the most important uh, part of the show. Uh, maybe. Oh. Maybe. This oh. is uh, also one of the latest videos. This is about the hackathon. Audio okay? What is the aim of the hackathon? At Quant, uh, we have an amazing group of talented and creative people um, working really hard on delivering the roadmap. The, the hackathon is really an opportunity to, you know, take that to a smaller scale and really supercharge it. It's a small group of people, really great idea and complete creative freedom to deliver on that vision. Who will be participating in the hackathon? Engagement has been really great. Uh, we have people from all over the company wanting to participate. Uh, so far, we have seven teams of three or four people. What criteria would the teams be teams judged be on? Judged on a variety of criteria: uh, innovation, impact, functionality, marketability. Uh, each of these ideas should be a strong showcase of Overledger and potentially something that we could develop into a fully fledged product down the line. When is it happening and when will the winners be announced? Uh, the event is going to run between the 19th and the 21st of February. Uh, we have some really fun surprises in store for the team. Um, and look out for an article announcing the winners uh, towards the end of that month. Start building with Overledger today. Quant.network slash hackathon. Yeah, so um, there we also have the answers of when we will see the um the results well, we'll get them and we kind of know what they're going to do i believe there are there are like five or five or six teams already what did he say seven teams i think he said seven yeah so so that's cool that's going on right now it's yeah. uh, it's the it's the 20th today so by the time um you watch this the um hackathon will be done yeah um i did not expect tweets or other forms of showcasing what it was going on i don't know i always feel that there is this this confidentiality going on Yes, and, and they also said uh, teams from all over the company, which kind of implies that it's an internal hackathon. It's it's not external, apparently. But I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't just... Yeah, you sit within the company. Yeah, right? And yeah. That, that, that was also I might be wrong, but I do not recall any call-outs for teams to participate in this. I think it's an internal hackathon, it seems. Yeah, but when, I read, when, I, when I read the names, I was like, what? Yeah, let, let, let me let me think where I can find that. Uh, I think it's on the website. I think it's just an internal competition. Yeah, so let's pull up the article. Oh, yeah, by Rachel Buff. We are delighted to announce that we will be hosting our upcoming hackathon on the 19th, 20th, and 21st of February. 
For Quant employees, this is an opportunity to showcase the capabilities of Overledger, sharpen their skills in a dynamic, fast-paced environment, and connect with like-minded individuals from across the various teams and departments. To enter the hackathon, participants were encouraged to submit ideas to a panel of internal judges. These ideas were then reviewed, shortlisted, and assigned to the various teams. Any team that submitted a winning idea was assigned the idea they put forward. The remaining ideas were then offered to the teams. Submitting an idea. Given that the main goal of the hackathon is to showcase Overledger, idea submissions were encouraged to outline how it would make use of Overledger or any of the integrations built on top of it, like Zapier, Make, OutSystems, etc. Submissions should also be able to implement a, a proof of concept within one to two days, but it is not necessary for it to be near production quality. On the day of the hackathon, experts will observe the teams and be on hand to offer any domain-specific knowledge. Over the course of the three days, the eight teams will work collaboratively to build a solution that will be judged against specific criteria. All submissions will then be presented internally to a panel of judges, with the winners announced at the end of day three. Participant submissions will be judged and scored against the following categories, innovation, functionality, impact, marketability. Who are the teams? Bare minimum, Dark Pigeons of Doom, Ginger Doge, Ink and Papyrus, IO, Quantum Ladies, Squat One, and the Full Stack Avengers. At Quant, we are passionate about sharing our innovative ideas, technical expertise, and collaborative culture. This hackathon aims to showcase all these elements, and we can't wait to see what the teams can create. Look out for an upcoming article where we will be revealing the winners and behind-the-scenes footage from the event. Interesting. Yeah, so apparently they teamed up within their own company. Yeah. Um, apparently there's a Ginger Doge team. Um, we have the quantum ladies. I think it's interesting. I like this IO. It's uh, like the on off. But the dark pitches of doom have my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to wait and see how it goes. I like you um, like bare minimum. Yeah. Hey, but uh, can, can you scroll up this page? Um... Yeah, back, down. This is a bit too far up. Let me show, see some text. Oh, sorry. It's really for quantum employees. Yes. Okay. So it's just an internal hackathon. Cool. Yeah, because if you remember, if I remember correctly, hackathons were promised in the past. And they, they I think they... Also, health one, even like back in 2020, I think. I'm not mm -hmm. sure about this. Then I could be rambling. Not in, not, in, not in 2020. Okay, and in 2019 or even earlier. But it's cool. It's, uh, yeah, let's see what they uh, can produce. And hopefully, we will get some media out of it because then we got to look into who or no, we actually can look who or what employees were working there. What's yeah. it like at the office? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, right? I, I, I was a little bit disappointed when I realized that was an internal thing. But on the other hand, um, I think for now, this is the way, right? Because those people are read up well on, on what is possible. And if you have a team that's been working together for, for some time and you present these types of challenges it will actually um, create a competitiveness that will motivate. This, this is truly a team building exercise. It works, this works really well. But I was in the Marines, these type of, of things worked really, really well, right? Uh, you, I mean, you can have inter um, defense department competitions, right? So yeah. between Marines and, and uh, our mobile commandos, whatever. But you can also have it within battalions or within units um 
and everybody gets just so competitive and then creativity gets going. And for us, I think it is also really interesting, like you said, to, to, to have a look inside uh, the company, inside the people, maybe to a degree, will probably be very low key. Um, as an investor, I think these things are uh, are cool and fun. I think they can make a lot of interesting, um, how do you say, media stuff. My shoulder hurts when I say this. Um, with this, um, so yeah, looking forward what they're uh, going to do. So I'm not disappointed at all, actually. Um, and I'm sure that if if everything goes well that eventually they'll they'll just make it broader right make it maybe not necessarily only inter company ourselves from yogurt left but also um maybe inter-network or how do you call that mm. um but on the other hand right this is a competitive space so don't get your hopes up. No. Um, right. No, I think it's just interesting news overall. And there is actual, actually some movement on the quant office. And let's see what they produce. Let's see what they come up with. And we'll hear that in two weeks. Hey, next topic. How do you call quark in English? Uh, quark? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's only on here in... in... Dutch and Belgium, probably like well, low fat what... yogurt or something. Like... No, but quark is a cheese. Okay, so, so when you look at our portfolios, it's not under English, it's Czech. And oh, interesting, anyway. Okay, um, yes, so looking at coin gecko right now. There was a slight little dip on the BTC. It was a whopping 1% resulting in quant crashing. Um, no, I'm exaggerating a bit. Um, so let's see. What do we have here? On the three months, we can see Bitcoin has been up only mostly. And ever since uh, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, Everybody has been buying rings and taking profit and distribution and blah, 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 all those uh, trader things. Um, but the last 24 hours, there was a little bit of a dip. And that was around well, where we touched the 48,000 euros. Volume is low, 24 billion. Is that low? No, that's pretty much average now, isn't it? And then it crashed all the way down to 47 thousand um resulting in a lot of other coins also taking a piss or a shit or a dump or whatever you want to call it and that's a little fish hook that you see at the end of everything for example polka dot um, what is fascinating to me is tron is still going up can we see what tron does in the year look at that the fuck is that tron is over 12 cents by tron no don't joking um I don't even know what Tron is. Yeah, exactly. Keep it that way. Um, and then we find Quant in position 55. Right? So Quant right now is in purgatory. Purgatory because if we look at the, the one year, uh, you can see we, we are more or less stable. In same, in, yeah, the same range. And if you take it back all the way to January 26th, 2022, um, we have um, only been here, and then we had like this crash back to 40, and then we had this pump all the way up to 200. But besides that little hard monitor, beep, uh, <laughs> it has been consolidating, more or less of a coma. Um, if we put it to log, it looks beautiful, right? This is, uh, yeah, apparently beautiful. I have no idea. I'm not a trader. Uh, tra trader. Sorry about that. 
So, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But um, I think uh, this is going to be a pretty interesting year, especially if Quant keeps doing what they're doing. Um, ODAP coming up. I have no doubt there is a rush. And Ghost of Miklos agreed with me. I heard last Friday. Was that last Friday? I believe it was. Um, he also thinks um, ODAP is uh, on a fast track. And he also thinks that gateways are inevitable complementary to that so all my predictions are still on the table um and now what is not on the table is my money well it's still on the table it's just not the tallest stack anymore uh let's say that's good how let's are look. we doing this is the most interesting part of the show as always yes that's what you're okay here for so we're looking oh. at Tim's portfolio right now i'm at a loss I was at the 1200 Tim is 20% in profit. Oh, no, no. I'm actually further up. Yeah. Tim is 20% in profit. His portfolio right now is worth 12,275 euros. And if we look at Uniswap, it's been going up. He has 400 uni, went up, uh, give or take 5%. Uh, sorry, it, it went up 5%, give or take a few percents. Uh, Chainlink is still up 28% for a total of 590 euros, um, but it has taken a dump over the last week. BitTensor, he is still up 141% total euro value of 1,294 euros. Um, space, he is up 5.8%. He is still up on Ample Fourth, 15%. He is on Ordiswap up 20%. Only thing he is down on is Bonk and Orca. And that total sum of what he is down is only 320 euros. Yeah. So, Tim, you're doing very, very well. On paper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, on the other hand, have not a diversified portfolio. My bit tensor is still up 140% uh, for a total of 1,700 euros. Same with my check D, up 50% for a total of 850 euros. But my total portfolio is down 1,816 euros or roughly 18%. And that is all to blame on Neon. Neon is now minus 61 percent rounded which equates to like four and a half thousand euros um so one rotten apple for whatever reason um is pulling my entire portfolio down um that's how it goes that's what it is um this is the diversification in shit coins versus focused investing uh, on well, two FA and one shitcoin. Um, yeah, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, it's not too bad, really. If you consider the fact that I was just doing yeah. <laughs> absolute gas. Pictogram investing. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea what I was doing, and I'm up like to twenty percent already. Uh, yeah. That's that's wonderful. Uh, well, mm. in reality, my portfolio has tanked by twenty uh, percent since that time that I. So yeah, maybe degenerate gambling isn't that bad in crypto overall, um, which is a really depressing thought, right? It, it, it's yeah. depressing. <laughs> That degenerate gamblers are now actually winning in this market. They've always done. Uh, but it could also very well turn against you, as you see with your portfolio, where you were really, you have very yeah. high hopes for Neon, the Ethereum virtual machine narrative. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the future yeah. of Ethereum, and it's not going so well. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 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 I mean, fortunes haven't faded yet. Um, dreams we are, are still there. Four episodes in, everything could change. Yeah. Yes, and and that is also um, why 
people are now selling quads. Just the title of the video. The beatings will continue until morale improves. That saying is a little bit of a joke, right? A bit of a cynical joke. But in this case, it is actually fact because quant has no inflation, right? If you look at neon, it has a 0 0.06 rating for how many tokens are actually circulating. For quant, it is one. That means that if you have no quant and you want quant, somebody needs to sell. There is always somebody willing to sell. You know it's been you. Go apologize in the comments. Leave a like. Share with your friends. Do all the YouTube uh, jazz. But you know you've been selling, right? Um, if people stop selling and other people still want to buy, the price goes up. Very simple. So if morale does not improve, i.e. you want to hold on to your quant, we will remain to be a stable coin. Because if everybody is selling for $100, and that's the going rate for one QNT, that means morale is low as fuck. Yeah, there's barely and, any volume, I think, moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yes, right, I, I, I sell one or two QNT every now and then. But you also no buy the batches. Back, Sorry? You've also been buying them back. Uh, you switched the profits into QNT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold my Tau. I sold my Tau at, what, 550, something like that? Yeah, I, I, I felt it was a top. Well, um, I was uh, so, two, week, two weeks off, more or less. Um, but I bought Quant back for that. I did. Um, felt good, really, to be honest. But still, um, you guys need to get your head on straight. And I know people watching the show, you're not selling big batch of QNT. Well, I can tell you there's a ton of OGs that, that are out altogether. They just lost patience, right? If we take the wallets, Tim's pulling it up right now. Very nice. You can see that we are losing comrades left and right. And this right now, right now, if this were the battle for Normandy, the, the, the storming of the beaches is, is, is almost done, right? We're, we're, we're almost past the most difficult bit. You already got out of the boat. Well, you got on the fucking boat. You got off the boat. You made it through, uh, through the water. You cleared most of the machine guns, and now you're next to the bunkers. And what are you doing? You're just deciding to just put your hands in the air and just walk back to sea and see what happens. Um, which is a shame because we truly make our own fortunes. Um, yeah. And, and as you can see, Tim, do you want to take this, please? Yeah, of course. It's always, always kind of really uh, interesting. I'm going to make a quick stamp here. Um, it's always really interesting to just focus on the sole statistics of wallets. Um, because, well, as you know, said, we have a fully deleted value index of one, meaning that well, <laughs> all coins are, all tokens are on the market, technically. Everything is already divided between the wallets we have now. So then it gets really interesting to study the movement of those wallets. If, if they increase, the total amount of Q&T that each wallet can hold will decrease or someone, I mean, it will logically, generally, it will decrease unless someone starts buying up those tokens. But then the price will increase because, well, the question is how many people are going to will willing to sell their tokens. And then, yeah, you can't have buyers if there's no sellers with quant, right? And the sellers, yeah, exactly. they set the price to a degree. Yeah, exactly. And um, what we've been seeing quite recently here is um, that well. We've had actually this is kind of a trend reversal, but we've actually seen, are actually seeing that um, we are losing wallets. So 
Yeah, this is uh, the last two weeks, roughly. Yeah, this, these are the last two weeks. So I'm back uh, to the previous episode. And um, two weeks ago, we were at 152,693 wallets. And now we are at 152,544. So we lost roughly 150 wallets in two weeks' time. And that's really that really is a trend reversal to see people moving out of QNT. Usually we only see up, up a trend of going that's always going up, 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 up. But yeah, quite recently we, we actually see this stall in the, in the amount of wallets. Um but that's a decline even man. It's a decline. Yeah, yeah there, there, it's even a decline. Um uh, but then if we well look at the bigger picture we still see that like around my birthday, fourteenth of November. We lost we lost two hundred wallets in roughly yeah, two but, weeks. but in, in the past past month, so since November, we we gained four thousand wallets. So it's not that no, it might be but, a, but it is a big picture, but it's not that bad if you if you it, zoom out. It's interesting to me that people are 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 are, are selling now because. People have truly given up. Morale is at all time fucking low. Yeah, because they're they're, still... they're they're chasing shit coins. They are. That's what that's what you're doing, right? You're chasing the beat pump. You're chasing low cap gems. Oh man, I cannot keep on reading anymore on low cap gems and um, what is the thing? Um, transformational and there was this guy promoting a new launch pad revolutionary a revolutionary new launch pad you fucking fucking bell and truly knob <laughs> really truly innovative launch pad yeah yeah Hey, but if you look at the top 100, I think the amount of QNT that you need for that are is increasing, and the top 1,000 there it's decreasing. So you need around 1,242 quant now to be in the top 1k wallet. That is a trend where we actually see a decrease. So you you uh, you don't need that. Well, you still need a lot of quant. But it was always around 1,400 or 1,500 and slowly starting to decrease. Whereas here, I feel like we are in an uptrend, but this could be wrong. I think this is kind of stable. Um, yeah, I think the general tendency is that people are, are abandoning the ship at this point in time. Meaning that it gets easier to accumulate if you want to. Interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, and the ranks people let go of the fucking ranks because quant has no inflation. So yep. quant price can remain the same. And we can still lose ranks to other projects if their supply, uh, sorry, if their price remains the same as well simply because they are adding more tokens so the market cap thing is flawed and if you base your decisions on ranking by market cap then you're a little bit idiot because you can technically create a coin with a very low supply initial and then print tokens and then it can just jump into the top 100 and everybody's like what this has been going up like crazy uh, and and there are people doing that so um so get your act together all right everything as we've shown you in the past hour on quants end is going great right they even have time for a hackathon which is technically in my mind one promotional but second team building uh, in a way uh, apparently they have uh, 
time to spare for this. There will be media coverage in some way, shape, or form by them, um, which is cool. They have been active on LinkedIn. They have been active on YouTube. There is a Bitcoin happening coming up April 17, 56 days, 15 hours, 27 minutes, 20 seconds, 19, 18, 17. Yeah. Um, believe the folklore, believe it not. I do not care. Everything in the business is looking really, really good. Yeah. And I think if you go sell your tokens now, you will be in a world of pain. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. This is uh, not financial advice, right? Don't do anything because I simply say it, but everything in the business looks good, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the general picture, and um, I also, uh, even though we don't necessarily feel it ourselves, but you, you can already see it uh, in, the, in, in my beautiful portfolio, except for Free Willy Orca. Um, we did well. Uh, I mean, crypto is doing well again, and it feels like there is this kind of a trend reversal. I think we've seen the the bottoms now. We we we've seen the absolute bottom, and, and we are still not where at the point where we were in the past. But things are recovering. Things are getting better, and um, I also hear this uh, discussion going around of a world that's pre. ETF, so with the old thinking in crypto, I mean, where you have first, you have the Bitcoin run, and then you have Ethereum, and then you have the altcoins. I think we can start to throw all the theory books out of the window, because new players have entered the market, and, and things will completely, drastically change. Um, and then, yeah, that doesn't necessarily have to mean that that it affects us immediately. So as quant holders, because we, yeah, I mean, it's still crypto, you never know. Um, but if you combine those factors of just the general space getting more mature, uh, even though memes are still doing well, but just more and more investors looking to this space, um, I think, yeah, we will indeed do well. And then and, and if you look at the company itself, they, they just keep pumping out good news uh, even yeah. though we don't necessarily see it or don't want to don't want to see it i think that that's the thing right we don't really acknowledge what's going on and as soon as that narrative changes and it will inevitably at some point in the future we have very good papers in our hands so just don't yeah. throw it away don't run back to the sea if you've already invaded yeah that's yeah it. and and in the long term, right, all the all the coins, tokens that have been honest, they will prevail, right? So yeah, I said this on the Dutch show last last week. Bitcoin is money, right? And that's what it's set out to do, and that's what it does. There's no mystery, there's no no riddles, there's no there's nothing, how do you say dishonest about what it pretends to be and what it is. Same with Ethereum, right? It's a smart contract platform. Um, same can be said for a ton of other things. Dogecoin is a meme coin. Everybody knows it. There's no doubt. Yeah, nobody thinks that those will, will cure cancer or or solve world hunger, per se. It's not what it's set out to do. So it's honest. So, um, I mean, does it improve the order of the universe? Maybe not, but at least it's honest. I'm not so sure if you can say that for, for instance, XRP. Just an example. Um, Quant is also the list of a token or project that is doing what they're claiming to do. Those projects are scarce, right? I mean, a, a stable coin generally also, right? Pretty predictable, does what it's supposed to do. My take is that while this bull run heats up and things start going I will be leaving coins that are not doing as advertised right if you're buying a car that's supposed to go zero to 60 in three seconds and you see you need to paddle then when you finally get it then there's something wrong um and you need I mean they can do well 
in the short term, but with regulation creeping in, um, I I cannot wait for CBDC season, right? CBDC hype. And well, yes, you can all say, yeah, Yarno, never going to fucking happen. Well, mark my words. It will. It is going to, it is going to happen. Yeah. And your will. greed will catch up with you. Yeah. And yeah, and the interesting thing there is that it will, the negative and the positive scenario will both impact the market. Because I think if CBDCs are being pushed through, um, you, well, I think at least my speculation here um, is that you will see that Bitcoin people or the Bitcoin maxis and the pure crypto maxis will push it to, well, strengthen their narrative that, hey, uh, governments are there to take your money. Central banks are there to control you. Uh, there's this one thing they cannot control that is Bitcoin. That's our crypto. Uh, so get all your money out of the, the banking system and go into crypto. Whereas Orcamp will say, no, this is actually the, the adoption of CBDCs. We have now have the opportunity to invest in the technology behind it. You might as well buy Quant and get rich off of it. Right? So either way, it will impact the market. And I have no clue what will happen. But I think that it will draw people to the technology underlying those CBDCs, which is distributed ledger technology. And I think before we round up this show, there was this tweet about it, I think, or, or a post on LinkedIn. I think it was a post on LinkedIn. Do you want to address that, or is it like I have, I have no clue what you're talking about. I think there was this 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 uh, post on LinkedIn about like what ledgers are and how blockchain functions. Uh, let me let me pull this up before we round up the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I see many things coming by every day. Let me uh, let me check. I think you tag me in it. In in the meantime, I'm going to destroy our. Here comes. That's the Wonder Woman theme. Ah. And here we. Here we are. Um, so Luke Riley, he um, posted... Ah, this is what you meant, right? That's what we spoke about as well. Uh, right, this is about the range of decentralization. Yeah. So decentralization in distributed ledger technology is, is more like a range than something that is true or false. Mm -hmm. Blockchain technology cannot achieve complete decentralization where anyone can join a network at any time, and once joined, each person has an equal weight in the network. No, uh, technology that exists today can achieve that. I'm oh, sorry, no it's technology that exists show today. Season can... one, this Jesus. Sorry, huh? no, no, this was Quanfi Show season one. We spoke about this. Yeah. So, what level of decentralization is best? This certain. This certainly depends on the use case. Once overledger connects to both permissionless public blockchains and permissions blockchains to allow for maximum user flexibility. And then, well, you, you see this, um, like this figure. And on the left yeah. axis, you have centralized. And on, on the right side of it, you have fully decentralized. And yeah, it, it, it's usually neither of, of both. You're always somewhere in between. And then you have two types of networks where you have the permissions and the permissionless networks. And yeah, this is Quanvi Show season one. This is QuanviShow.com material. Yeah. And, and then you see the, this overlap, right, between permissioned and permissionless um, on, on the spectrum, um, because there's obviously a lot of variations between. Um, what companies need, right? Or, or or what the public needs. So there's 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 a flavor for everybody. But talking about your project as being fully centralized or or or, or decentralized, um, that's just another crypto thing to try and get people to buy a certain shitcoin based on politics. 
I mean, I think that's that's to a degree the bottom line. Exactly. And yes, there is projection, and yes, there is bias in that conclusion. There is. And so, then yeah. this is not even that that we didn't even speak about the the distribution of a network, and whether it's oh, let's not go there, but yeah. Same as with Bitcoin, give it five years and 90% of the hashing power will no longer be in our hands, but it will be in the hands of the people holding the Bitcoin. And we will not be holding 90% of the Bitcoin that will be in the hands of the big companies. Woohoo, go ETF. Well, that's okay. I don't mind Bitcoin uh, gradually self-destructing under the greed of the public. Um, that's how things are created. That's how things die. Um, but yeah, greed will in some way, shape, or form always prevail, I think. Well, yeah. So, um, <laughs> on that happy note, um, <laughs> greed will save us all. Now, um, I think um, I think we uh, we said enough, right? I think Font, we did. As you can see in the title, still on Lian Yu, Purgatory. Um, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Check yourself, and uh, be careful out there. It's gonna get pretty crazy, relatively, relatively quickly. Um, but it starts, I mean, there's this theory, right? That you can in, you can invest for for five years, for let's say an entire cycle. But if you miss like three or four essential days when you're out of the quote unquote out of the market or not quote unquote, but out of the market, that you miss like 90% of the gains. We'll look it up for a different show. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, sure. if you were out of the stock market for like three or four days in the in the past two decades, um, you would have still been underwater or something like that. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I'm probably misremembering, but it's something like that. Anyway, um, don't get burned, don't die, stay comfy. See you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.